Hello, hello, and welcome to the good shit. This episode is one of surprise and disbelief and what sort of thing. Very similar to the morning after the Brexit referendum. Uh, An all-encompassing feeling of what? Like, okay, you'd sort of, you'd heard about this and some people were talking about it, but you never believed it. You never believed it, right? And then you sit for yourself and you're like, shit, this is real. This is fucking real. You know, like a mammoth. Like you go back in time and it's like, yeah, whatever, woolly, woolly mammoths, elephant things, you know, and you go back in time and you... You are riding a mammoth and it's so fucking woolly and soft and you're like, oh my lord, this is real. Right, that sort of thing. But not as fun as riding a mammoth because I made that sound like a treat. This is about trans trending. As in being trans because it's trendy as opposed to because you are. (laughs) Uh, Like a fashion when I first went to have my uh, my first assessment with a doctor right at the beginning of my transition, um, I received uh, some sort of, a, I don't think it was a consent form per se, but it was a, a confirmation form, I think, that the doctor needed to protect himself against patients having issues and complaining about the way that that he treated them further down the line. So this was just for the psychological examination side of things. And that form had a a list of things um, where it said, you know, no one can actually test to see whether you've got gender dysphoria. You you can't test someone to say, oh, this test strip went pink, therefore you are trans. Um, there is no test to tell you, hey, did you know you are trans? <laughs> so essentially it said, um, no one can tell you that you're trans, right? You, It's something that comes from you. And um, it listed these reasons that some people might might want to transition for that aren't that aren't the right reasons to transition or at least at this point in the sense of the meaning of the word it wouldn't be right to do it for those reasons and actually this doctor uh, did not see anyone under the age of 21 um, for this reason and I thought that that sounds really harsh that sounds really uh, you know, like he just couldn't be asked with peop- with younger people and it, it just seemed negative to me. And then I read these reasons on this uh, form and it said something like, you know, make sure you are not attempting to transition because of um, idolizing trans people, seeing transitioning as a trend or a fashion, doing it because you've got other issues. You know, and there were some other ones. And I was reading these things and thinking, this is hilarious. I mean, I don't understand 
why is this on this why is this on this forum this doesn't have anything to do with being trans i don't even understand what this is <laughs> it's like i why you know do people do this is this what people do is this a thing would anyone sign up to a hard hard life in many ways there is there are there are few things that are actively fun about transitioning and being trans why would anyone do this because it how can anyone think it's a fashion <laughs> i mean literally is it is it is a controversial actively hated thing to be how, in what universe is this uh fashionable and in what universe is this fun and who on earth is going to do this um without needing to uh, and i just didn't understand it at all i just thought it sounded ridiculous a lot of a lot of legalese things are need to be extreme and ridiculous to 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 cover everything imaginable and i thought it was one of those things where the doctor thought of these ridiculous situations to make sure that only people who are actually trans were going to transition so he sat down and he thought okay so you shouldn't transition if you just think it's fun or you shouldn't transition if your friend is transitioning or this was another one if you if your group of friends is doing it and you feel like you also need to fit in and also want to do it because they're doing it and i just thought this is ridiculous like <laughs> i just don't even what i just didn't it didn't make any sense because you know i i i hardly even can think of trans people that i've met in real life so to imagine five people who are friends and who all happen to be trans at the same time um just doesn't make any sense and it's one thing to meet trans people after you've come out to yourself as trans and you want it to be a support group for trans people obviously you're all going to be trans in that situation but to have to to have been friends to begin with um and then all of a sudden oh you're trans oh, i'm trans you're trans i'm trans we're all trans it's like um okay <laughs> So I thought uh, this doctor just just literally made up every crazy scenario to cover his ass. Um, I didn't think it was actually based on reality, actually based on people, actually based on stories and real people going through these things. I, you know, I I, I thought it was so far removed from my experience and understanding of being trans and transitioning and. Um, you know, just what people go through. Obviously, I don't really have much experience of what young people go through because I don't really interact with younger people. I've barely got to the point where I am aware that there are younger people than myself. <laughs> it's like, ooh, I see them now. <laughs> so um, I, I really didn't imagine that that was actually actually a thing. Um, so imagine my shock at finding just yesterday finding this video um with some detransitioned women who were talking about the experience of transitioning and where that came from and why it stopped and where they were at present now i had seen individual videos of detransitioners just talking about their own experience on their own and it seemed to be um 
just detransitioned women, a, a lot of them really talking in very strong terms about how other people were to blame for the fact that they ended up in a situation where they thought that that seemed like a good idea for them to, to do uh, and just feeling very strongly about having a version of femaleness that makes it okay for people to be the way that they were before they decided they needed to transition so that they then don't transition because they realize they don't need to transition. So kind of a very specific story, a very specific viewpoint. But in this video, four of them at the same time, it was a little bit different because um, the individual ones that I'd seen before seemed to be a bit older uh, and to have a different experience. But these four, I think, were the sort of, you know, the poster children of trans trending um, in the stories that they were telling. And they're all in their early 20s. And they had started transitioning as teenagers. Um, I think um, three of them actually started medically transitioning. And one of them only socially transitioned uh, and stopped short of medically transitioning. So some of the stories that they were telling around this kind of blew my mind, I'm not going to lie. And I, I told this to someone recently and maybe I phrased it wrong and they just kind of burst out and they said, um, well, let me just tell you. So essentially um, the topic was you know, how did you realize that you didn't want to continue doing it and you weren't trans and you weren't going to transition? And one of them said uh, they were talking about growing up and becoming more independent and adults and um, kind of breaking free of the of, of peer pressure, I guess. And one of them said, <clears throat> I started, you know, living, living independently and having to do my own groceries. Uh, and so the whole trans thing just kind of, went away and and the way i stole i retold this was you know this one detransition woman um said that you know at one point she just started have, having to do her own groceries and just couldn't be asked with transitioning anymore uh like it was a, like it was a hobby that she'd taken up and then decided it wasn't for her after all and to me that was hilarious because my experience of being trans is so strong and long term and has always been with me it's it's always you know even even when i didn't have the right word for it the exact same feeling was always there um and the the process is you know of course you should have a life of course you should have a life and transitioning shouldn't take over your life but that doesn't mean you forget about it because you cannot how can you 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 wake up every day you put clothes on you look in the mirror, you, you talk to people, Every, everyone, society, humanity is, is dominated by sex and fucking and gender and genitals and tits. And <laughs> it's not something that you just, uh, you know, forget about. Um, if you've got dysphoria, it is definitely not something you, you forget about. You know, I think about having kids. I think about seeing babies and, of course, their own genitals are a big deal because you start giving them a name and referring to them as male or female. Uh, and obviously, if you take care of them, it's a very physical situation where you see you see them naked all the time. 
you can't ignore sex. It's there. It's in your fucking face. And, you know, for me, this is, this is a big deal because I don't want to be a triggered parent who has got, you know, I think everyone is triggered in some way. You know, I, I've, I think I've yet to find anyone that isn't. Although I would, I would admire them greatly if they got to a place of, of being secure within themselves, because I think, did I say this in a previous episode? I may have. Uh, but the, the insecurity that you have yourself is going to be passed on to your children in a way if you don't, if you don't become mindful of it. So, you know, to me, just thinking of um, how I would react to that, you know, for example, um, I go into clothes shops and uh, uh, the baby section. It's so cute. Oh, my goodness. The tiny, fluffy, miniature onesies with like the tiny feet. Oh my God, it is so cute. <laughs> I, just, I cannot. Um, and then I don't think they're labeled as, as girls and boys or anything like that, but, but you can tell they're split into frilly feminine things and non-frilly feminine things. And I look at the frilly feminine things for babies. Again, this is children, this is baby stuff. Um, and it just makes me really uncomfortable because to me... Through, because of what I've gone through, that is a reminder of a gender role and a gender identity and a sex that was put onto me that I didn't want. So seeing that so strongly for babies who have barely even come into consciousness about themselves, uh, it just makes me very, very uncomfortable. But obviously I need to somehow find a healthy version of me reacting to that that does not inadvertently make me then um, be dismissive or negative towards people who want it you know of course it just it happened that it happened that I you know it was the it was the wrong thing for me and I really fucking hated it but 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 at the same time, I appreciate that for other people, that is the right thing for them. And they would hate it if they couldn't have that. So I want to be able to not let my discomfort kind of be communicated to them and allow them to have their own space to feel comfortable with whoever they happen to be, which might well be a pink-obsessed, frill-obsessed, nail-obsessed girl. <laughs> Right, so, um, well, where was I going with this? Um, so it, you know, you, you know, I, I could cannot imagine just ignoring this if, if you have gender dysphoria, uh, because it's, you know, it's, it's in all your thoughts, all your actions. It's just, it's just everywhere. It just is everywhere. Um, so if you really had gender dysphoria, um, again, I'm not saying it takes over your life because hopefully you are able to live as full a life as possible despite it but it certainly isn't going to disappear into thin air you know even when I didn't have a word for it it's, it was still there it was still you know as a feeling as an as a visceral experience it was always there um, I might not have known what it was and why I was feeling that way and I might not have had language for it um, and I might not have known that there would be anything that I could do about it but as an experience, it 
it was always there from from the very beginning to the very end. Um, it, it you know it, it was always there. I remember actually talking to to that doctor at one point and um, kind of being asked when I'd come out as trans um, and when I'd change my name and, you know, as if it was this sudden rush of things that were happening. Um, like, oh, last month I did this and, you know, for, for the last six months this happened and, you know, I actually said, that, you know, this isn't happening now. This isn't this hasn't just come up now and is happening now. This has always been. This has always been. It is only now this <laughs> that is coming to, hello, you know, I've always been here. You know, are you going to fucking ignore me? Uh, it's only now that it is fleshing itself out into maybe being addressed. Um, but in terms of where does this come from, it's like, I don't know where it's fucking come from. I just know it's always been here. Anyway, so as I was watching this video, I realized that this was a real thing. I think coming from their own mouths and you could tell that they, you know, I mean, they're real people that are talking about their experience. So when you, when you listen to that, it's undeniable, especially when they're, you know, with each other and they sort of chime in together and you see that this is not necessarily one person's very personal experience but it is more of a collective experience because these multiple different individuals have gone through the same sort of thing and so they were talking about you know where it came from and um one of them said that oh it was a very a, a very sort of in your head experience of being in your bedroom and thinking that you're thinking that you're having gender dysphoria and feeling like you need to begin medical transitioning um, and then going out into the world and doing things and then and then kind of snapping out of that bubble and thinking actually, um, yeah, I'm not bothered anymore, basically. And then um, another one said that they had watched other trans guys on YouTube and thought that they were really popular and that a lot of people were being very nice towards them, saying that they looked really good, that they were great people, that they loved them. And <clears throat> and this person said that at the time, she was really uh, like uh, an outsider. So seeing these trans guys get praised in relation to transitioning on YouTube somehow made her want that. And, like, I can totally understand the ge the generalized feeling of, oh, that person's popular, I want to be like them, and then you get, like, a really weird haircut, and then, of course, you hate it, and you think, what the fuck was I thinking, you know? Uh, but to me, it just seems really bizarre to do that in, in relation to transitioning because it just seems like it's a little bit more of a commitment than just fashion um maybe maybe not in its entirety maybe socially transitioning or just testing it out 
um, is not necessarily a huge commitment or a huge um, undertaking. But surely, if you thought of yourself as trans and needing to transition medically, you would also go into the later stages of it that involve um, surgery and readjusting your your gender or even your sexuality around around your new identity and 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 how that might work which i imagine is quite difficult if you've not really had much of a of an expression of your sexuality anyway to try to imagine what that what that might be like but i guess what i'm trying to say is unless you feel as though you might be comfortable being in between male and female in terms of what your body is like or even in terms of how people perceive you unless you are specifically comfortable with that concept you know for example for me you know if I feel like I'm trapped as a guy who doesn't have a dick or a guy who has breasts or a guy who um whatever if I perceive a version of a point in transition that is in between male and female, or both male and female, or whatever, to me, that is deeply uncomfortable and is deeply, um, it just, it makes me feel really bad. So I need, I need to be able to look forward to surgery and look forward to a future version of myself that has come out of this uncomfortable state of transitioning and get to a point that is more and more secure in my male expression and not feeling as though I'm going to accidentally slip back into the past, uh, which is actually a source of great anxiety and and terror for me um the concept of kind of moving forward and then somehow for some reason just being sucked back into the past whereas for some of these people that were talking in the video it was the opposite way i think someone um, actually said this if you don't have gender dysphoria transitioning will should give you gender dysphoria <laughs> again in a binary sense um I do acknowledge that there are there are non-binary people that are very, very comfortable being non-binary and to which, to whom this does not apply. But this is like a very binary conversation of kind of shifting shifting to um, male from female. Um, and one of them said as they were on tea and their voice dropped on the phone, people would then start saying, sir, and then... And then she was like, oh, that freaked me out. I was like, oh my God, this is real. This guy's calling me sir, you know, and just, again, that would be an example of gender dysphoria <laughs> where someone calling you sir instead of madam uh, is like, no, I don't want that because I don't actually identify as, as male. And therefore that's a weird experience. Again, outside of the weirdness of the words sir and madam, because those words are weird. And I think a lot of people are uncomfortable with being called sir or madam outside of the gender difference um but if you had if you had 
if you if you had to be called called sir or madam and you identified as female um, being called sir rather than madam yeah i guess would give you gender dysphoria in that context so after listening to to their stories and um why they felt like they needed to transition i think one of them said there was nothing there was there didn't seem like there could be anything to change her mind once she thought that transitioning was what she needed to do to sort out um whatever experiences she was going through at the time she said oh i think i would have kind of ended up doing it anyway um and it's funny because you can you know from that point of view you can see okay once you think okay this is real like this you know because i just i couldn't i could not think that actually something so um strange could be happening but now that i think okay it's obviously happening i can see how the the direct response from let's say some some of the radical feminists of kind of really going against uh the whole trans community you know, to them seems like an like a appropriate knee-jerk response to that. And then because of that, other trans people who are happy transitioning and who who feel a sense of authenticity that these other people are kind of mocking through their, you know, treating it as a fashion or whatever, um, are then going against the radical feminists and just you know kind of saying excuse you know excuse me i am trans <laughs> like i'm sorry but i am actually trans <laughs> um you can see how these communities would would then respond in these in these ways to that um and and to me it was just a surprise of actually thinking this is actually happening why would this be happening you know um i think it's important to kind of view it as a a directional feedback mechanism where for me it was an inside out process of having always experienced these feelings because of being trans and then finding these outside resources and people and then matching my inside experience to that and thinking oh this is what I have been going through all this time as opposed to an outside-in experience where you don't know what's going on with you and you're just fixating and living vicariously through others and thinking, oh, well, that person's having a great time, so I'm just going to do what they're doing, even when that doesn't necessarily resonate with anything that you know to be true about yourself. So for me, it's like, oh, my God, how can you even end up in that situation? Um, it, it seems comical. It seems like a caricature. To, to to start undertaking something that is a very traumatizing, uh, difficult, big deal. Um, again, at the moment, it's a big deal. You know, if, you, if we were living in a world where medical transitioning was super, super easy, I don't see a problem with... I don't see a problem with it being a fashion because if there's no repercussions, why wouldn't it be a fashion? <laughs> I, don't, I don't see why that would be a problem. But currently, um, when it is difficult that is why um there is this caution and this sort of stepwise approach to doing it um 
so I couldn't understand why, how anyone would not um, see that as being part of it. And I think social media is, is quite a lot of bullshit because, you know, hopefully... Hopefully most people can be able to curate this information and rank this information and have a reasonably accurate version of what this information is. But the thing is, it's very difficult when you've got people from different countries with different experiences, from different with different doctors and different systems to really know what might apply to you in your situation and what might not apply to you in your situation. For example, when I look at um, surgery results of bottom surgery most of them are from America um, <clears throat> and there are significant differences in technique and outcome and the procedure between those surgeons and let's say the London surgeons that I would be going to right so it's very important to kind of really take everything with like a fucking bucket of salt <laughs> um and 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 be guided by by your feelings your 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 real feelings uh and know know where the line is between your feelings and other people's feelings and your truth and other people's truth um so i i i might i might watch some more stuff on this and uh, uh we'll see how we progress from there um okay don't forget we've got more colors inside